1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking
1: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yes! I know exactly what this is!
2: So you're doing the thing, huh?
1: Oh it doesn't have the words.
2: Oh I get a all with the words taken out I won't play oh,
1: it. Where the did words. you even find it?
2: Oh I find <laughs> It definitely so, sounds like uh, the late great Michael Jackson had something to do with this
1: I love it I love it so much. We're all dancing It is following So this is the uh, this is the Wendy's hot drinks song.
2: Yeah hot drinks. Joey. Yeah, it's, it's a bop yeah this is the uh air quote law pod aka the hot drinks pod coming at you we were off last week i was you didn't the, say your uh, name the, yeah this is jobeth
0: and this is liz Hi, hey, it's Ariel
2: yeah and uh I did say it, you missed it though, but uh, no big deal. So we dropped a bank episode last week that was uh, probably, what, two months ago that we recorded that sometime back in February. Yeah. Um, So that was well overdue to be dropped in there anyway. And um, yeah, so um, I was in the land of the mouse, which was a time. Um, I'll tell you, traveling with family and extended family is a pain in the ass
1: oh so it was like a whole big big family event Uh, there were six of
2: us um my kids who are 10 and 14 and uh weren't really super problematic um the wife mother-in-law also not super problematic and um the sister-in-law who's um was she super problematic? She's, um, she's a unique individual, I will say. Um, she lives in a world that uh, revolves around her and mm-hmm. it created, uh, it's just, it's not an attitude to have when you're on a trip with six people in a place where decisions need to be made about things like where are we going today and what are we doing and food and can
1: you give us like an example
2: just i mean the problem wasn't as much with me as it was with her sister so they kind of got into it from time to time i was just kind of like fuck it i'm here it's like the hundredth time i've been here so we can go and do whatever i don't care um and just go with it but they just kind of had at it through the week. And, uh, yeah.
1: Did yeah. your kids have fun?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, Are I they? Know.
1: I guess I don't know at what age. Like, does do people of all ages like Disney? I don't. I've never been to Disney. So I don't know. It depends.
2: Know. Um, if it, I, I will tell you a couple of things. Number one, I... I prefer going with less people and sometimes I don't want to say not with my kids because I took my youngest, my 10 year old in September for a long weekend, actually universal, not to um, not to the Disney stuff, but the same area, you know, Orlando and whatnot. And that was great, but it was just like, me and one other person so it was very easy to deal with i would say that the size of the group has more to do with it than who the people are so to speak um but um you know more people everybody wants to do different things i want to go here i want to do that i'm willing to stand in line for this ride i'm not willing to stand in line for that ride and you've got disjointed people going in different directions and if you want to eat at restaurants that are, you know, like the sit down dining restaurants, you absolutely have to have a reservation. So then you're stuck to a time and if two people diverge or two groups diverge, then you end up. It sounds like hell. It, It is. It's, it's that exactly that. But when it's just like, you know, two people, not that big of a deal. Um, those have been easy trips for but me. Why, but, um, yeah.
0: Why do people think this is fun? Because like standing in lines is like one of the things that makes all people the most cranky and one of people's least favorite thing to do with children. So. No doubt. Like why do people think oh you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna take my kid for 10 hours to stand in a line and enjoy 20 minutes of it because like, <laughs> my brain can't even handle
2: some of the rides aren't even that long and I, I no. will here, here's what I'll tell you there there are and I'm no expert on this but I can give you a little bit of insight from experience there are times that are better to go than others and i'll tell you this past week was not one of those times it's spring break
0: what were you thinking
2: well i not wanting to take my kids out of school so they do
0: that for sure
2: they had the week off of school so it was a time to take them somewhere and not not. um you know not have them miss time from work (laughs) or school rather so there was that um I'll tell you, the the as far as Disney World is concerned, the best time that I have ever gone there as far as... And things have changed a ton. Like since COVID, they've come back out of COVID. There are no fast passes, which w- what a fast pass is for those who are familiar or who have been in the past, you can basically reserve times for rides. And then you, you can only reserve a certain amount and there's only a certain amount of people that can reserve for a range of times. And it's supposed to allow you to just basically zoom through the line for a handful of things that you really, really want to do. And usually the more popular stuff they've, they've done away with that the way that it used to be. Now you've got to pay extra money for something called the lightning lane. I did not fully investigate it because there were six of us and... I think the baseline price for it was like $15 per day per person. So not that we weren't spending a shit ton of money anyway, but it wasn't something that we were, we were looking to do um, because again, you're talking about paying an extra $90 for a group of six. We were there for seven days. So you're talking about, I mean, it's actually not that bad, um, but it's, it's the, the people that were making the, the main decisions on this trip nixed it before i ever bothered to look into it um there seemed to be nobody in those lines so maybe it was worth it who knows um again i haven't fully investigated i didn't care to um but usually i mean the the first no the second i guess it was the second week of december that i went down there in 2011 and it was great there were almost no lines for almost anything and it's like just before you get into that holiday holiday season so people aren't off school yet I went that was a time before my kids were school age so we just kind of you know there wasn't a a time you know they weren't missing school and it worked out real well but what
1: is the draw for you for Disney because I know a lot of people like Disney it does not feel appealing to me but I also don't like rides so I just wonder what draw but especially I mean I don't I know you like Disney I know you have for a long time but you're not like a big I mean you don't have like Disney paraphernalia all around your office or anything like that so like what is what is the draw for you
2: i'm also nowhere near caught up on any of the movies i don't know i just i i guess it was just something that was special for me when i was a kid and that nostalgia kind of stays there to some extent um I, i will definitely tell you that it has has worn off a little bit because we've gotten to the point where before the pandemic we were going down, you know, two and three times a year. Not, not for a week at a time. We would roll out on a Friday and or whatnot. Maybe a Thursday, get down there, spend the weekend, maybe in through Monday, and then come back. You know, long weekends. A lot of my trips end up being long weekends, so I'm not missing a ton of time at the office. But um, you know, it, there's not anything really down there other than the newest stuff that I haven't done and that I haven't done plenty of times. So there's some extent to which I'm now largely experiencing only the bad stuff, (laughs) you know, because it's, it's not like I'm waiting in line for something that I'm dying to do. I'm waiting in line for something that I've done 20 or more times. So been there, done that. I know all of the places to pose for the cameras. Like I know all the shit that well i it it is and also the way that my mind works is that i've got like a visual map of where everything is and an understanding in general for like the workings of the parks or at least the way that it it kind of was you know previously to the point where i am silently the tour guide hey we want to go here and then I just start walking and we get there because I know where all the things are. I know, you know, which paths to take and things like that. And when, with, with properties that are as large as these properties are, that matters. I mean, that kind of stuff can save you. I mean, that could be the difference between riding 10 rides in a day and riding four rides in a day. Like it's that mm-hmm. big of a difference of knowing.
1: People only, you know, I guess going. I don't know as far Four rides seems like not a lot of rides in a day.
2: It's not. And, you know, again, knowing kind of the the way that it all works. Because So last year, I want to say it was July, late July or early August, my uh, sports agent partner and I met up down in Orlando because we were meeting with some players that either we represented or we were recruiting and all of our meetings were in the morning. So I want to say that one of these days by ten thirty or 11 o'clock, we were done for the day with the business end of what we were doing. And I was like, he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, you want to go to the magic kingdom? Cause it's right there. And he's like, sure. Why not? Let's do it. I haven't been there since I was such, such an age. And we, we went there and just zipped through so much shit in such a short amount of time because I just you know knew where to go, how to get here, there, wherever. And in a half day, like we didn't even get in there till probably noon and just managed to get so much shit done in such a short amount of time, which if you're going in there blindly, like I want to say, uh, I don't remember when, but a couple months ago, maybe three, four months ago, um, possibly, possibly more than that. I don't, I don't know exactly. But like my wife and her sister went down, just the two of them, and. Apparently it was just a complete shit show because they were like, we didn't even need to, we didn't even know where to go when we got off the airplane, because like when you've got somebody with you, they didn't have you that is used to traveling and knows where all the things, even just like, like the simple matter of, okay, I get off the airport. This is where baggage claim is. This is where, you know, this transportation is this, that, and the other, like, those are the kind of things that the way that my mind works, like, I can tell you and describe to you in a handful of airports, like, what gate what restaurants are at, and, you know, oh, you want to go to P.F. Chang's and you're flying through Atlanta, okay, that's it, you know, the, the, the like the A-10 interchange or whatever. And that means nothing to you sitting here in this podcast. But if you're there and you're walking through and then that starts to reveal itself, oh, that makes sense. Or, or, or this things is all like very that impressive. or just where to go. And like, I
1: have no spatial awareness for anything.
2: Not, yeah. And, but not being lost or being lost accounts for so much wasted time. In all
1: being lost stuff. accounts for like, I have to allot time for that every week. Yeah. I get lost, like <laughs> I don't, don't get me wrong. I have my
2: own hangups and my own inefficiencies, but they're certainly not in that type of, you know, spatial recognition and awareness. Yeah. Like
1: I'm the worst. I'm like, if I, you know, I mean, hopefully like knock on wood, I'm never looking for another job in my life. Like I'm doing, I'm doing this and I'm doing this forever. And you know, I'm not working, I'm working for me.
2: No, no so, hot drinks.
1: No, no hot drink. No, no. I'm doing I'm doing the law thing. I'm doing the podcast thing. Not that this is a job or it was paid us any money. But you know, um, be great. Yeah, but you know, I feel like if they ever ask, or if anyone ever asks, like, what is your biggest weakness? I think I'm gonna have to say, like, knowing where I am, like in space because um, that is 100 percent true
2: oh my, I, my, my my city's the same way you know my wife is that same way she'll be like oh can we go here i'm like no 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 like it's the whole like i'm here we're here and we're going here and you want to stop here no no those are in different directions and you've got you know so the the and and to ask that question as we are on our way here not the we're still sitting here hey can we loop around here first before we go there and it's just like like we flew out of <laughs> I thought you
0: were talking about in life for a second. Yes. And I was like, are you telling us like your wife wants to go in this direction? I was like, you're going to have to elaborate. And then I realized you're still talking about the park.
2: No, that's probably, I mean, there's probably some of that that's true too. Not that that's a a conversation that I would dig into in this format. But um,
1: it's like, if I'm going somewhere (laughs) and there's a road closed, and even if it's a place that I've been that I know how to get to without a GPS, which the places I know how to get to without a GPS, I are, let's see, I can get from my Baltimore office to my house and back, no GPS. I can get to the Elkton office um, and to my house and back, places that I've been going now for, what, eight years? Um, you know, those, those are places I, c- I can get to. I can get from my house to my kid's nanny's house. We've listed Ikea. three places. Ikea? That let, Yeah. Let,
2: let me give you the list. It's Ikea. There mm-hmm. are, I want to say, four Paneras that you could get to without the GPS mm, approximately. Definitely, definitely two. Um, I'm going to say that you've probably got as many as six Starbucks, but at least two of those are inside of a Target. Oh, you are correct, sir um
1: you're correct as i sit here drinking my starbucks
2: <laughs> you could get to um i don't i don't know that you could get to camden yards i think Tim oh hell no that driving um no. you got that one
1: i could not no
2: okay so good okay good i'm, I'm on that one um let's see what else you got i mean i can't i can't, I can't get to my parents list.
1: house from my house without a gps this my parents is, I, house where i grew up
2: yeah, we've we've exhausted most of the list here. Oh, yeah, um, that's
1: so bad. You, it's so bad.
2: You probably, I'm gonna guess that you could get closer to where Tim's parents used to live in Carroll County before they moved to Virginia than you could to your parents' growing up house. You couldn't get all the way to either. But I think that you could probably for some reason it's in my mind that you could get closer to Tim's parents' house, old house, than mm-hmm. to your parents' house. This is a good
1: this is a good question because I'm trying to think of how I get to either. And I've got that one is north and my parents are a little bit south. And I, uh, almighty. yeah. I think yeah, I, I I I don't think I'm making it to either like oh uh, yeah 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 you're correct I'm not making it to either one I am not yeah so no it's it's really bad Uh, but you know and of course I do the thing where I have the GPS on so then I have I'm not working on creating those memories yeah
2: yeah you always have your crutch and you're working Mm -hmm. off of that and yeah normally I'm um Two, two times somewhere and I've got it kind of on lockdown, like I could tell you now there are some weird things that, that take me a while to pick up on. Like there is a very, very large bathroom men's room in the Flamingo hotel and resort in Las Vegas on the strip that for the longest time, it has an entrance on either side and they're at two very different places in the casino. And it took me a long time to realize that these are the same fucking bathroom and they connect oh. in the middle. Um, but once, once I had that down, it just, it was kind of like an epiphany why uh. that matters. But like, it does. Oh, um,
1: well, especially if you go in one door and leave a different door and you're like,
2: where am I? It's, it's weird because- we actually got my, my agent partner got a phone call from a player at the NFL combine that we don't represent. And I guess it was, I don't remember why he called my agent partner, but the kid was lost and he didn't know where he needed to be. Um, and thought for some reason that we'd be able to walk him through it. Well, the problem with that is that the first year that we were agents or that I was an agent, we went to the combine and then every year since it's been completely jacked up because of COVID or canceled entirely, everything like that. So I haven't done all of the things and all of the places in that setting, the two requisite times that I need to be able to have kind of that, like I can blindly walk you through it type of thing. But like when Ariel goes to Las Vegas and gets lost somewhere and calls me and says, Hey, I'm here and I need to get there. I might actually be able to direct you from 3,000 miles away because there are enough places (laughs) there that I've got that map of in my mind to be like, oh yeah, here, here, go there.
1: I will tell you what happened to me on Monday. So near our office in Elkton, to go back South, you know, I want to get on 95. Now, there's a way where you go over a little bridge and you get on 95 pretty easily from the office. But I didn't go straight back from the office. I went from the office to the jail. And then from the jail, I was going back to Baltimore. And so from there, if you put in the GPS how to get to Baltimore, it takes you an inefficient way. It takes you down 40 for a little bit, and then you got to get on 95. And I know that the most efficient way is to get on 95 closer, but because I have so ingrained in my head, because usually I go from the jail to the office first, usually I don't usually go straight back to Baltimore from the jail, but I did the other day. Um, You know, I don't know how to get there. So I was like, well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to go back towards the office, not use the GPS, go the way I think I know, but I got it wrong. It's still, t- and then I was like, this isn't correct. I think I turned the street too soon. So then the GPS still took me to 40 and I went the stupid way. <laughs> and really what I needed to do is go back to the office and then leave, which would have added more time but still saved me time because I have no clue where I am in space. So that was fun.
2: The old spoken wheel.
1: Yeah. So I know Ariel's got a lot going on. Ariel's got like a bunch of things happening. Tell us what's new in your life. And also, oh, um, I did, Uh, I, maybe should I play the like little intro music that we don't have for like Rabbi Hunt update?
0: Um, sure, there's music?
1: No, but I wish I had some to say, you know, it's time for the Rabbi Hunt update. Isn't
0: there like some music that, some sound effect that goes with the, what is it, the rabbit hunting? some cartoon i didn't watch cartoons oh, like
1: bugs bunny yeah, yeah.
2: no more fud Be yeah very, very, very okay quiet. there you go i'm hunting rabbits
1: except this time it's rabbis so what's what's so, going on yeah
2: cool
0: um i have found a rabbi after we had that experience where the other one just was like hi here's my fee of almost three thousand dollars yeah for driving six hours and staying in a four-star hotel which you'll pay for and i loved her email of you can't find anyone else so i'm your only option well lady face i can ship in a rabbi from london for less money than that and i will it's not nice. me right no okay. you're not a lady of london and rabbi London and rabbi, rabbi in London. Oh my God, I can't do more than one thing at a time. <laughs> so ugh, just reading a work email because now I feel guilty that I'm leaving. I'm leaving. There you go. I'm leaving my job. Um, anyway, so I feel bad that I was leaving. So now I feel obligated to read the emails as they come in. Anyway, I found- But you
2: didn't me. when you were just working there and staying there? Like, yeah, fuck it.
0: Um, I would give it like <laughs> through the end of the podcast usually. Um, but anyway, uh, we interviewed this rabbi in London. Her name is Rabbi Lee Wax, and she's really, really nice. She's so sweet and, um, she meets all of our requirements and sorry, one of the kittens is peeing in the litter box and very excited because one of these demons is not using the litter box. We have three foster kittens. (sighs) that wife lady is not happy about um yeah so we found our rabbi she's super sweet we're excited about that um I went wedding dress shopping and I think I'm like cold and dead in my soul because I felt no emotions I was just like eh, Their dresses they're white I'm chubby here we are it's just like anytime I go shopping I'm just like this would look better if I was taller and thinner. So yeah, I was like, I wife lady's sister just went wedding dress shopping. She's getting married a little over a month before we are. And apparently like there were lots of tears and crying with like numerous dresses, not just like the one that she chose. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, so
1: I did not have that experience. I was, I was more how you were. I went,
0: I, I just want to love it though, because it's so expensive. And part of me is just like, well, if I'm going to spend this much money, I should like it. But I also don't want to spend that much money. Like I want to buy a dress off the rack. And they were like, well, this, this new dress off the rack. And I was like, cool. I'll wait like six months till it's like good and banged up come back for it but like I mean, that's what I did it
1: was very simple I went I looked tried on a dress found like one I liked eventually (sighs) it was just kind of like regular clothes shopping
0: it just sucks because I feel like so I ended up like narrowing it down to two dresses and by narrowing it down to two dresses I mean like I like two dresses I will potentially go with neither of them um for me, it's just like the struggle of like body type and like in my head, I want to look a certain way, but in reality, this is just like what my body looks like. And maybe I should just be like, okay, I'm going to be a chubby girl in a nice dress or I want to be like, I want to feel like I look like hot shit, but like, I don't know. I know how Erica feels about certain t- me and certain um, fits of clothing I know how I feel and like, I know how my mother feels and I know how my mother-in-law feels. And, um, I just like, don't want to look back on the pictures and be like, woof. Um, cause I'm getting a really, like, I'm obsessed with our photographer. I picked her specifically. She's traveling, not from very far. She's coming from Milan, but, um, like I picked this person specifically for awesome pictures for like kind of unconventional artsy pictures. Um, Yeah. So I don't want to like,
1: yeah, I think we've talked about this before. I never look at my wedding pictures. I never look at them. I,
0: you know, I mean, I'm
1: glad I have them. I don't look at them.
0: I want to feel like, so I did some like not paid for modeling, but I did some like modeling briefly when I was younger and like, I look back on the pictures and I love them so like that's kind of how I want to feel about my wedding pictures I want to be like I am awesome these were such cool fun artsy pictures like but yeah but
2: you should have a magician at your wedding
0: I am gonna have a magician at my wedding are you really I mean you're showing up i don't know if you're gonna be like pulling quarters out of the guest's ears
2: i I, I, I mean you should hire one
0: (laughs) i'm not hiring a magician for my wedding do you realize like how over budget this wedding is already this is like the most expensive party i don't like i'm I'm very excited for for $2,800 in a
2: four-star hotel
0: (laughs) okay so apparently like we do have one nice hotel um I mean, it's no Ritz Carlton, but it's where the professional soccer team stays when they're going to play in the region. So, I mean, it's pretty nice. Maybe Jobeth will stay there because he has higher expectations. Um,
2: I'm going to be drunk. What do I care?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I need
2: to to not get like. Do you drink
0: wine, Jobeth?
2: I can.
1: Okay. At my well, like Ursal dinner, we drank a lot of wine. So yeah. You There's bought. You be... bought a, the, so I've definitely seen Joe with consume wine. I did. Wine, wine you percent. know, honestly,
2: I may have been drinking beer still. Just because I bought the wine does not mean that I necessarily drank the wine. I was like, it just kind of was one of those. This party needs wine. Let's get two of these and two of these and two of those and put it on. My yeah, tab. I think
1: we were like a couple of reds, a couple of whites.
0: Here we go. And
2: six Schlitz yeah. for me.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like you can get regular, like, um, hard alcohol, I'm sure. Just like we're in wine region, white wine is the local.
2: I mean, they have beer, right?
0: They do have beer, They also have, like, yeah, there's plenty of beer, but, um, yeah. So, I'm trying to think. Oh, so like we're in the wedding dress store, I'm like, in a dress and this woman waiting. is like hand my so I brought one of my friends and here's the thing like we can't admit this to my mother because like my mother doesn't know that I've gone wedding dress shopping and I know that it would upset her that I've gone without her but like I wanted it to be like a really really like low-key experience and I was actually gonna go alone because that sounds way more relaxing than like bringing people for me so
2: yeah you didn't like, do to the whole, gauge- like put me on tv reality show thing
0: fuck No. So it's funny because I was waiting for a job offer. I got a job offer two weeks ago. And then the next day I had an interview with like my dream firm. So I asked the original firm to give me some time to think about it, like through the end of last week, which they said yes to, which was like really kind of them. And then, um, so on Monday of last week, I had a second interview with the dream firm and they said they would get back to me. It's like Friday morning and they still haven't gotten back to me. So I'm like calling them and I'm like, I have to talk to this other firm today and give them an answer. So like, if you're not going to hire me, just let me know. So I don't lose another offer. Anyway, so I'm like waiting for their offer to come in while I'm dress shopping. So like my head is already somewhere else. Like, am I going to get this dream job? And then the woman's like, let's try a veil. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Anyway, so then they asked like about where the wedding was going to be and all this stuff. And then when we started talking about the food menu, I just like lit up. Like I officially am not dead completely inside, but apparently the only thing I care about my wedding is food
2: that tracks i'm fine yes Go
0: my god let me tell you about it and you can just tell, tell people that. how much i'm glowing you so, are you have like big smile you start when you come in to our wedding you will be greeted with a cocktail or a beer or a cold non-alcoholic beverage of your choosing
2: so before drinks. anything
0: even starts cold yeah drinks
2: we're talking about cold yeah. drinks there's yes. a
1: song for that too. It's not as good as hot drinks though. No. So okay,
0: well, we'll you're starting with cold drinks and you can just like sip on those during our ceremony which will not be longer than a half an hour because I ain't got no patience. Love that.
2: Cold so drinks to sip on Ariel's wedding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, then I got a you're going to like watch us get married and then as soon as that's done you're going to have like A cocktail hour where there's going to be large buffets of like cheese and meats, and then they're going to pass around things on trays, and it's essentially going to be like a full meal right there during the cocktail hour to two. Um, and this is will will there be like an
2: olive station?
0: Probably I mean, there'll be Mm. olives, but I don't know if there's going to be like an olive station. There's for sure going to be like cured meats and cheeses. So all the best things. I'll read you guys the menu at
1: some point. I wow, love Jared's meats and cheeses and
0: olives. This so, is
2: probably going to be my favorite unplanned episode topic yet. Yeah. My, my second favorite <laughs> so, probably also being about food, but that's going the over <laughs> there.
0: So the thing is, is that like, people in Italy will like not eat for like a couple days before a wedding because like, that's how hard you're going to go. I'm like this notes. isn't like you. Eat right? your, yeah. Like you're not eating your like three pigs in a blanket at the happy hour, the happy hour. I keep going at happy hour. The like, yeah, happy yeah. hour after our ceremony. So then you shove your face aggressively with too much goddamn food at the happy hour. And then because it's going to be really dinner. hard for
1: me to like, I know, even if I know there's going to be a dinner where there's just a bunch of meats and cheeses, it's like, how am I not just going to eat a bunch of meats and oh, cheeses?
2: Because you're for getting the sure. preview right now. So you're going to know.
0: Yeah. What I mean, it is I think is, I'm going to have to put next. something in the like wedding website for people to like kind of get, um, Maybe I'll even like post the menu on there when we finalize it, but um, then you're going to sit down and you're going to have like a first course, but the first course is actually two first courses. So you're going to have like, maybe like two different pastas. Okay. Two different homemade pastas. And then you're going to have a second and you're going to have two seconds unless we cut one depending on food. Like, depending on how much there is. And then there's like a sorbet to clear your palate or something. Oh, like and in then, Princess Diaries. Yeah, that might actually be between the two. And then, of course, there's like bread and all these things on the table and wine. And then, so after you've had like your five meals at the table, then you have like some liquor and coffee for digestion. And then um, we cut the cake and you have cake. And then there's an open dessert buffet. And then you don't kind of cake you're having yet? No. And then we have potentially they recommend having another meal before you leave.
1: What? We we
0: We said no to it. And then we I asked the wedding planner and I was like, do people really eat the pasta at 2 a.m. before they leave? Because keep in mind this is an Italian meal. You're not at like an American restaurant where all of this comes out in 45 minutes. Like you're sitting down for like a four plus hour situation. And the then there's still this flowing. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um is there like dancing and stuff a.m. happening like anywhere in here? Yeah. So yeah, the I party starts so like straps. after dinner. So I guess. Eating is from like 4 to 10 or 11 and then there's a party till 2 a.m. And then theoretically you're supposed to feed people again at 2 a.m. I'm not sure if we're going to do that or kind of, I think we're just going to like leave like things out, like the dessert buffet and like maybe some like tiny other things like some ciabattas or some panino I'm or something. I'm very
1: excited.
0: I don't know we'll see. So yeah, it's like an Olympic event of eating. So that also has to be taken into consideration for the clothing choice because like, well, this is good to know. I'm so excited. Do you
1: have like your dress code yet? Or is that what you call Like a dress code?
0: So Erica doesn't like doesn't want a dress code and i don't like really but people need
1: like because when you go to the wedding website this is something i learned you want to you know it'll say like black tie formal semi-formal
0: you know so you know what I to just wear don't even think we like understand what that means like if you oh, want yeah, to wear like Erica's like if people had to wear, look at like, a sundress I'm like okay if you want to wear a sundress you want to wear a gown like I don't really that's yeah well because like, I, I know, don't want to make people spend more money than they
1: ours to, like, was semi-formal which I think is pretty standard for like you know your average wedding because black ties obviously you know tuxes cool. um you know big deal
0: and then you
1: yeah (laughs) and then you have formal and you have semi-formal and i think and i might be misremembering but i think that like formal is you know men wear suits um you know or you know
0: i would like it to be somewhat formal yeah um...
1: and semi-formal is i guess so formal Or I guess anyone, I guess you know, fuck gender, right? So whoever can wear a suit, or you wear like a long dress, Um, semi-formal. You don't, I think, necessarily need like a blazer. Like you could wear, you know,
0: khakis and a button-down and a tie. So hot that like I don't think anybody needs to wear a jacket.
1: Yeah, and so like in a a semi-formal, you can wear like a shorter dress. Like it doesn't have to be floor length. I think that's it. No, I, I will
2: wear, as the Europeans call it, a button-down and a waistcoat.
1: A waistcoat? Are you gonna I have a waistcoat? pocket no watch way. with your waistcoat? A what? A pocket watch. Pocket I feel watch? like you need a pocket watch go a waistcoat.
2: Perhaps. I mean, I'll definitely have like decks of cards loaded up in my my waistcoat, if you will. Of course You fucker! Fuck.
1: Because, fuck.
2: because as she said, there will be a magician at the wedding. I will, I'll mm-hmm. walk. Or I'll I'll act as if I was hired to be the magician at the wedding. <laughs>
0: Fucking kitten
2: won't. All right. So as she is off camera fighting with the feline, do we have any questions for the jury?
1: Yeah, we do. Um. So it's. Uh. So I was with. Um. Two of my friends, on. Uh. Friday. Uh. Friends of the pod, Emily and Katie, and they. They are so wonderful. Shout out to them because they were telling me how much they love the pod. They were telling other people to listen to the pod. And um, and they're just so supportive. And it like warms my heart so much.
2: If you love the pod or at least feel like it doesn't suck like all the other things on Liz's Spotify (laughs) listening list, definitely tell a friend and send us questions. They can be actual questions like I think this is going to be. They can be fun stories. They can be weird rants, whatever you want, Air quote, lawpod at gmail.com. If you do so, like this one, I already have mailed out stickers. So you'll get stickers.
1: Yes. Um, oh, so stickers. because when my friend asked me to talk about this, I said, send it to the email. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that Jobith's reference was a throwback. And I actually think this was also like going back my standard for like wedding dress shopping was, I think we were, I tried on a dress and I was like, I don't hate this. And the wedding dress shop person was like, that's not like a resounding yes. And I think my like friends and family had to be like, no, that's like what she says when she likes something. Cause like my standard for like music that I'll listen to was just like, it doesn't suck good enough.
0: It has to be better for a wedding dress. I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) So
2: I I think your evaluation process for your, your wedding partner, was a little different. Yes.
1: Um, yes, I, I, I did have, you know, higher expectations for my wedding, my wedding partner. Um, uh, yes, he needed to like exceed expectations, um, which he does. So, you know, um, quality human being a plus, um, but yeah, so we have, um, so she wanted, um, us to talk about this nurse. And I, we were talking about it before we started recording a little bit. Um, but my understanding is that you guys haven't looked into this story. I hadn't looked into this story until, um, Katie brought it to my attention. So thank you. Um, she wants our opinions and thoughts on this. So there's a woman, her name is Redonda Vaught. I hope I'm saying that right because I have only read it. Um, she was a nurse and in 2017, she made an error where she distributed a medication. I believe she was supposed to distribute and I have it in the article here um, up. It was a, she was supposed to be prescribing a sedative and instead she prescribed a paralyzer. And this woman uh, passed away because of this. Um, now, and I think what we were saying before is Ariel, you were talking about, you know, mistakes are made all the time. And I think, yeah, that that's part of the big issue of this case is that she was prosecuted criminally in Tennessee and she was, I don't believe she has been sentenced yet, but she has been convicted of gross neglect of an impaired adult and negligent homicide. And now there's been a lot of, outrage um, among, I guess, the nurses in the healthcare community because they're basically saying they're kind of set up to fail the systems. Everyone is overworked and there aren't good systems in place. And now nurses are going to not want to admit when they've made an error because they're going to be afraid of prosecution. But that also means that errors aren't going to be brought to light and that's bad. And a lot of nurses are quitting and that's the gist of it. Um, I do believe that the nurse uh, Ms. Vaught did. Uh, she, I think she owned up to this. Like they had a trial, but I don't think she was saying that this didn't happen. But I think she's saying it didn't happen in a vacuum. There were a lot of systemic issues um, surrounded by this. So she does. She does feel for the family, and you know, thinks about it, and it has taken a toll on her, is my understanding. So that's the nutshell. Um, no so
2: it's it it seems odd to me again every state handles these things differently which i think is a, a bit of a problem in and of itself but that's the way that we've got the system set up but um i mean there there's you know a situation in which those types of wrongs are done are are generally at least i think here in maryland reserved for the civil system and the malpractice. And generally there's an insurance company for either the hospital or a medical facility or the doctor themselves. If there's a doctor that's involved in it um, that, that steps in and defends those claims and pay those claims. But the, the criminal elements, unless uh, I, I, I would think that unless you're talking about somebody who is continuously and repeatedly making this same type of mistake causing this same type of result, over and over again. I, I I have problems seeing where a criminal prosecution should, should come in here.
1: And you there's know. a podcast that actually deals with that sort of issue. Um, it was called Dr. Death. And there was a doctor <gasps> who was basically just slicing people open.
0: Oh, repeatedly. So, oh my God. that was that situation killing people
2: on purpose well that's different i mean there are there are you know people who think that they you know that that are in a medical field or in an emt type of field or in in that kind of like lifesaver ish type of position that something has clicked in their mind that they are i think that the term for it is angel of death where they feel that you know given certain a certain diagnosis, a certain, you know, too far gone that the person is better off and that they're relieving them of
1: Yeah. The, no, in the, the Doctor Death podcast, this guy was just um just a butcher. Oh, next level yeah. Like, and it was one of those where it was hard to tell whether he was doing it on purpose or not. But he was just ignoring so much of his training and, like, he everything. Didn't have training.
0: He like um, lied about certain levels of training and success, and he, yeah, it's there been a were fake videos. And, oh my god, it was insane. There's been two seasons.
1: Oh, I only listened to the first one.
0: Yeah well the first one i mean he wasn't i guess necessarily intentionally killing him but like it was i mean it's like if i decided to operate on somebody like i'm not necessarily intentionally trying to kill them but that's a pretty likely outcome
1: yeah and so this situation um the radonovat situation is not that
2: so was she doing something that she was normally supposed to be doing just grab the wrong meds
1: yes she it was something more to this there wasn't make sense well so there was a it was like an electronic um and let me scroll back through this article um i looked at a couple ones right now i have an npr article up but i believe there was some sort of like medicine cabinet that was like um an electronic like it dispensed the medicine electronically. So it wasn't like there was a pharmacist. Um, um, okay, she was tasked to retrieve the medicine from a computerized medication cabinet and she grabbed the wrong one.
2: But the computer gave it to her. So uh, she punched the wrong thing in.
1: I'm a little unclear as to how that part worked, whether if she punched the wrong thing in. Because that's a then- disconnect
2: on this that that isn't making much sense to me. Like a lot of this stuff, shit now is like there's a barcode and you're scanning a barcode. And well, that it, was one
1: of the things that I read and that also there's supposed to be a barcode like on the patient's like hospital rest. bracelet, I think. Yeah. yeah. And like you scan that and you scan the medicine and it will say whether that medicine has been approved to give to that patient.
0: So this also depends on the hospital. Like look,
2: rural if you, hospitals- If you're listening sure sure and you know more about region. this- the procedure generally checks and balances that are in place to stop this from happening, this specific case, any of the above, write us. We'd love to get some more insight and follow up on this situation because there, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but they're incomplete for this situation without knowing those details. And I'd love somebody to chime in.
1: Yeah. I don't, I think that my takeaway is kind of, it's kind of like, I mean, with everything that you guys were saying, but my thought is what are the members of the community saying? And it seems like the nurses, fellow nurses, agree. There seems to be a lot of consensus. I read an article. There are some people that disagree, but, I mean, obviously no one's ever going to agree on anything that's, you know, that this is dangerous, that she's being made a scapegoat, that people aren't going to come forward, that it's just they're not doing what they need to do for the nursing profession to make sure errors don't happen. And now they're just blaming an individual. So I, I think that that part is probably why this case has been so interesting is because it resulted in criminal prosecution, which is now going to just change. I guess it puts people in a lot of fear of doing their, their job. So um, that's kind of my takeaway is that you know, if we have the healthcare professionals saying this needs to change and this is wrong, and this is why this happened, um, you know, well, I think someone, someone should listen to them. I mean, I'm not in charge of anything, but there are people who are, and maybe they should fix that. So it's interesting. It will be interesting to see.
0: Pharmacists do this all the time, by the way. Pharmacists very frequently this I've actually looked into, like definitely not infrequently give the wrong medication out at the pharmacy, whether or not that's like just the wrong medicine in the correct bottle. And it's like mislabeled, like you said, you're picking up Synthroid and it says Synthroid on the bottle, but then it's full of not Synthroid. Um, And I think like probably the difference between nurses and pharmacists like i guess pharmacists this is so common that pharmacists don't get in trouble for this unless they're firing them left and right but my pharmacy i from my eyes i can tell you they're incompetent fuckers and no one has been fired from there because it's the same dumb rude people every time maybe you should go Um, to a different pharmacy i should there's a thought well, I've been to many there. So when I was in Rockville, my CVS was full of like super wonderful people, but you could never wait less than 40 minutes in line, Ugh. whether or not you did the drive-through or the walk-up. My current pharmacy doesn't have that long of a wait time. Yes, they wants to go. <laughs> um, They're so rude. It's painful. But um, anyway, so yeah, I guess because they're not responsible for doing anything other than like giving you the medication they have no follow-up responsibilities to you I guess maybe that's why they have less liability and the nurse was maybe supposed to be able to fix this I don't know but I guess that's my logic because this is not like
2: super unheard of for people yeah, getting I guess the killed by the
1: wrong meds is just the criminal thing
2: yeah that's the part that I feel like there's there's something missing here that might connect the dots a little bit, who knows? Um, so yeah, like I said, if you've got info, if you know more about this or situations like this, uh, drop us a line, lawpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about it or other similar situations if you're aware. Um, we will definitely talk about them on the pod. We'd love to, this is a great topic to follow up on. Get yeah. some more info and uh, and go from there. <laughs>
1: Because my thought is just, like, being a person who's kind of in a niche profession, you know, there are lots of issues with, like, the profession of lawyering, and I feel like there are a lot of things that lawyers would disagree or agree are fundamentally just, like, not great, and no one, I don't know, I just There's feel also- like you should- listen to the people of the profession and it seems like no one is doing that for these nurses
2: but we get a ton of calls all the time about this person wronged me that person wronged me blah 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 and they want us to criminally prosecute things when that's just not the the way that it works I mean there's two systems and there's a there's a civil system and there's a criminal system and a lot of times it's okay this situation goes into that system and this situation goes into that system and yeah they and i have
1: have had cases that feel like they're in the wrong system you know i've had criminal cases and i am like this feels like Like it it shouldn't be here you know um and and sometimes that's
2: your challenge is communicating that to the prosecutor of hey this this needs to go that way not this way
1: yeah and i've even had prosecutors who have agreed you know they're i'm like this doesn't feel like a criminal case this feels like these people have an issue, and it can be resolved civilly, because, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of this is law nuance. But if you're here for that, basically, yeah, you can you can be wrong to not have it be a crime, you know. So, so, but yeah, I it's it's interesting to read up on. I and maybe we can have another discussion about this after she is sentenced, because I wonder. Yeah, if she will do jail time or not let's dig up um, some more
2: details about it and yeah. uh let's follow up in the future so yeah anybody else got anything on this write us either on the dms at any of the social media lawpod at gmail.com all those fun places um we can name your name. We cannot name your name. Your call, just let us know. Uh, if you drop in a postage mailing address, we will certainly not disclose that on the air, but we'll mail you some stickers. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We are approaching a thousand uh, listens to the podcast in just and a couple months here, which is huge.
1: That is really great. Um, leave it on for your pets. Um, Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell somebody that um,
2: you know will listen to it to come listen to it.
1: And if you like me, I'm going to plug my other podcast now um, because um, I also have another podcast. It's called Stuff I Didn't Learn in Law School. And it's myself and another attorney. It's um, a little more law heavy than this one. Um, But, you know, if if you like me, that's where you can get more of me. And I wish. Why is there perpetually a Truck backing up outside of my window or something it is very annoying can you all hear this
2: i no? definitely hear the beep, beep
1: beep beep beep. i would like it to stop
2: <laughs> well it is what it is so thanks for listening everybody we because we banked last week are going to do what we can to record yet another episode for you this week so you're probably hearing this one drop in on thursday uh which is not when they normally drop in we did that for you because we love you
1: hmm All
2: right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Mark. And
0: I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the Best Business Network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and
2: hear the culture.
0: Electric acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices.
1: Electric Acid. Electric, acid. Electric acid.